0: Okay, so welcome back. This evening I'd like to go a little bit further with the topic that we started to explore last week. A topic that in some ways is an offshoot of the overall theme that we've been exploring all year, which is the theme of taking refuge in Sangha or community. So as a quick reminder, taking refuge in Sangha is about bringing more awareness To how we come together as a group and how we can support each other, how we can offer support and how we can receive support for the sometimes challenging process of waking up and learning how to live our lives with more awareness and clarity, ease and happiness, peace and freedom. So now that we've spent quite a few months strengthening these connections strengthening our capacity to be together I think we've developed a powerful resource one that can help us to stay steady even as we turn towards life's more challenging aspects such as the climate crisis that's affecting every living being on this planet so this is a huge topic one I think probably most of us wish that we didn't have to deal with didn't have to think about. It's huge because it threatens the way of life that we've got used to. It threatens the way of life that we've got used to and it threatens our survival as a species. Now, I'm not telling you anything new, I don't think. On some level we all know that. Yet because of our individual and our collective delusion or ignorance, Ignoring that the Buddha recognized is the driver of so much of our stress and distress and suffering, because of that ignorance and delusion, we don't have that many opportunities to talk about this, even just to name that there is a crisis, let alone to explore how we feel about it and how we might respond skillfully. So last week I decided to experiment by bringing in some material from a training course that was put together by the well-known environmental actress Joanna Macy and her colleague Chris Johnston. And together they put together a course called Active Hope. And it's a way of approaching the climate crisis that, through a series of different steps, helps us not to get overwhelmed and ultimately to find ways of contributing positive change. Now, I'm not trying to replicate the whole course here. Last week, I just gave us the introduction, just as a way to start exploring this theme. So tonight, I thought I'd go a little further and look at the next step of this whole process, which they call the spiral of the work that reconnects. And the first step of that spiral is pretty much what we were doing just before in the meditation. It's to cultivate gratitude. To cultivate gratitude. And that cultivating gratitude gives us a resource, an inner resource that helps us to navigate what at times will be uncomfortable. This is an uncomfortable topic It brings up unease, anxiety. So if we ground ourselves in gratitude, we have more resilience, more resources to help find new ways that we might be able to contribute positively to this challenge. So gratitude is the first of four steps. There's gratitude, then honoring our pain for the world, then seeing with new eyes, and then lastly going forth. So last week we spiraled through all four of those stages pretty quickly, just to give you an overview. And then tonight I'm going to come back to the gratitude one. And just to situate it in a Buddhist context, I think many of you are already familiar with gratitude as an aspect of mudita, or appreciative joy. Anyone know that as one of the four brahmavihara heart qualities? So there are four specific meditation practices that very directly cultivate a resilient heart. And these four are designed to bring forth metta or kindness, compassion, appreciative joy or mudita, and then equanimity. And these four are described as four different flavors of love. And they're understood to be the natural state of our hearts and minds when it's not visited by temporary afflictions like anxiety and anger and jealousy and boredom and insecurity and blah, blah, blah. I think you know them well enough. I don't have to take ten minutes to go through the whole list. When our minds are temporarily free from those and ultimately permanently free from them, then kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, equanimity are the natural ways that the heart responds. So that's just a bit of context for where gratitude fits into the Buddhist teachings. And there is an overlap because, as I mentioned last week, Joanna Macy is a really long-time, long-term practitioner of Tibetan Buddhism. So she's well familiar with how powerful these qualities are in terms of resourcing the heart. So I'd like to just bring in a few of her words in relation to this, about why gratitude is the starting point in this Act of Hope training. She says, this beginning in gratitude is so grounding and strengthening, and you can turn to it in any moment. All it takes is for you to think about it, and you can switch to that channel, because the great open secret is that it's not dependent on external circumstances. So everything in our life doesn't have to be perfect in order for us to feel gratitude. And she talks about it as a revolutionary act. Why? Because she says things don't have to be hunky-dory for you to feel great. It's a primal movement in all spiritual traditions and all earth wisdom traditions that celebration of being alive that you have this gift of life and doing the gratitude work brings you freedom from the industrial growth society so we're critiquing capitalism a bit here you see things in a new way and it contradicts the prominent, predominant message of consumer society which is that you're not good enough You're not smart enough. You don't have enough. You don't have enough money. You don't have a new enough car. You don't have the latest kind of gadgets. And this whole society, this is one of the cruelest aspects of it, breeds profound dissatisfaction. The whole corporate system is infecting people with this virus of needing to acquire, 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 and put themselves in debt and put themselves in bondage to acquire junk stuff that they don't need. Whereas this gratitude work is liberating and it's subversive. And if all you do in terms of active hope course is take the gratitude work, then that's fine to help people realize again and again that they are sufficient and that they can be free. So, gratitude practice is a revolutionary act. Are you ready? She has a specific way of doing this, or they have a specific way of doing this, and they call it 42 plus. 4, 2, and then the plus symbol, with the idea that this is something we can remember easily in our daily lives. So 4 is, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? 2 is who am I grateful to? And then the plus is how can I express this gratitude? So these three questions direct us to different aspects of gratitude. 42 plus is a memory aid. We can ask what are we grateful for? What do we love and appreciate in life? And this reminds us of why acting for love is worth the effort. The two represents who or what we're grateful to. It points us towards those that we receive from, be they humans or non-humans, other aspects of nature, perhaps entities like organizations or maybe sources of inspiration. And then the plus is the extra bit, what we can add through our expression, what we can give from gratitude. So the four and the two direct our attention to the web of life that all of us are connected to in this moment. We could say the sangha is a part of that web. And it directs our attention, the plus directs our attention to how we can give forward, seeing ourselves as part of a larger flow of giving and receiving. And evolutionary psychologists have identified that gratitude is a social emotion. And it increases our desire to give back, to give back to the communities and the networks that we receive support from. So practicing 42 plus is a way to strengthen our lived experience of gratitude. So that's the overview. And I thought just to give us some time to practice with that. And similar to how we did last time, I thought we might do it in pairs, and to do this very much as a relational meditation practice. So seeing if you can maintain some of that inner stillness and steadiness and calm and groundedness, even as you're sitting with a partner and exploring, perhaps on a more embodied level, these different facets of gratitude. So I can talk you through the whole process. But for now, I invite you just to turn and find yourself a partner to work with. And in a moment, people on Zoom, I'll put you into a breakout room. So thank you for your attention.